0: This podcast is sponsored by FAT, F-A-T-T, a A range of keto on-the-go snacks, including cookies, brownies, chocolate bites, bars, fat jacks and muffins. Fat snacks are delicious, natural and always free from sweeteners, fillers and seed oils. Find fat snacks at www.livefat.com, that's L-I-V-E-F-A-T-T dot com use the code fabulously10 that's one zero to give an extra 10% off one-time purchases not valid on subscribe and save welcome to the fabulously keto podcast aimed at improving health vitality and quality of life eating real food in a ketogenic lifestyle I'm Jackie Fletcher and I'm based in the UK. And
1: I'm Louise Reynolds, an Aussie currently based in Bangkok, Thailand. Each
0: week we will be bringing you guests who share their stories and discuss a range of topics which we hope will improve your health and well-being.
1: Many of the guests, like us, came to keto for Weight Loss and have stayed for their well-being, numerous health benefits and because they are living their best lives. We hope you'll be inspired to incorporate these ideas into your own health journey, so that you can feel better than you ever have before. Thinking about starting keto? Take a listen
0: to episode number two What is Keto and How to Start? Welcome, Bob, to the Fabulously Keto podcast. It's fabulous to have you with us today.
2: Thank you, Jackie. It's great to be here. And thank you for inviting me.
0: It's, we, we, We're in contact, I think it was on Twitter, ages ago, weren't we? And it's taken us ages to get together. But we're here now. It's all good. Everything happens at the right time. So let's start with where in the world are you?
2: So I'm in the United States, just outside New York City, about 30 minutes north of New York City in Westchester County.
0: Fabulous. And a great New York accent you've got there.
2: Okay, I haven't heard that before, but thank you. <laughs> I, I
0: have. Yes. Um, so why why don't we start with your journey and how you found low carb keto? I don't know what you. What's your? What would you? How would you describe your diet at the moment?
2: At the moment, so I'm low carb. uh Try to be a little bit more carnivorous, but I do include some vegetables, non-starchy vegetables. So it's like omnivore, I would imagine. And um and I do uh time restricted eating. So Perfect. My, yeah, yeah. So
0: tell us how you came across that. What was what what led you to it and how did you find it?
2: So it was um interesting in that I was reading a book during the fall winter of 2016. It was called uh, it was by Tim Ferris, and it was called Tools of Titans. So as I was reading this book about different captains of the industry you know, they were just biographies, short biographies of what these leaders would do and how they lived. And there was a common theme that I saw in the book about low carb or ketogenic lifestyle. And at the time, I was uh, really struggling with my health. I was 240 pounds, I was undergoing Lyme disease treatment, I was a cancer survivor. And I had gone through years of up and down weight loss and trying different things. But I needed something to do that was sustainable and change my health for the better. And I was on blood pressure medications. Uh, I was having, I had GERD and acid reflux, had metabolic syndrome, all 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 the boxes had I had checked for being in poor health. So I saw the book. I said, there might be something to this. And then when I started looking independently after that book, I you know, you do a deep dive on the Internet and uh, and you start with the usual usual suspects on YouTube and even buying other books. You know, so going through reading uh, Jason Fung's book, uh, Dr. Westman, uh, Ken Berry, uh, all Cynthia Thurlow, Benazade, uh, all these folks. And I said, I need to try this. And uh, Mm. so it took me months of kind of like research before I started.
0: That's interesting because we were talking off air about our similar journeys in that starting in the same year, you, you a few months before me. But the other thing is back in 2016, I read the four Tim Ferriss's four hour body. And he's promoting quite a low carb way of eating in that. And and I I sort of tried it, but I didn't understand enough. I didn't do like you do in research. I just sort of tried it. And after about three weeks, I was um, in a situation where there was a doctor and I said, I'm doing this. And he said, oh, no, you, you have to eat carbohydrates. And and me, who love bread and potatoes, just went, oh, okay, then. I'll eat bread and potatoes <laughs> because I'm very easily... Um, swayed into doing that because they're my favorite foods and um and so I I I did it for about three weeks and then and then came off but it was through Tim Ferriss and then it took another year for me to come to low carb but I again I didn't um do lots of research I just read one book and thought I'm going to try this and here we are
2: okay yeah so you know it's interesting years ago years ago I mean it's got to be 33 years ago. I did Atkins, right? And I lost a ton of weight. Yeah. And, um, but for me at the time, it was like, okay, I did it, tried. And then I returned to my old ways and weight came back. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and
0: more, and more, and, and more. But so, <laughs> and, when, when I came off that three weeks, I then ballooned. I put on something like nearly. 10 or 14 pounds in a year mm-hmm. which is a lot to put on in a year
2: mm-hmm, for yeah. sure yeah so. yeah
0: cool and so, yeah. it was a similar weight to you as well when we started really yeah i was 231 pounds and i'm oh really my. short five foot three. Oh my goodness okay yeah
2: you know it's funny so when you go through this you know you mentioned that but now when people see me and you know i they said they don't they don't remember me remember me at that weight I'm six foot tall and they said, oh my goodness you carried it well you yeah know, like I that's something I don't want to hear you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: because that means you can go back and people wouldn't notice
2: yes for sure for sure so yeah so then I started you know you talk about you know the books and the research and things like that and I decided, my wife and I, we said, all right, we're going to start this or I'm going to start this. And she was very supportive and there with me the whole time. And we literally went through our kitchen and any boxes of food that were, that we didn't want it, that didn't fit within this lifestyle that wasn't open. We either donated or threw away and then went to the grocery store and restocked with all the, all the stuff that I needed to have.
0: Oh, that's excellent that she did it with you.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: So, what are the benefits that you, let's start with you. What are the, some of the benefits that you've noticed since you changed your way of eating?
2: Yeah. So, I, I, I quickly mentioned that I was uh, at the time, I Lyme disease. Yeah. And I was actually going through probably five or six years of daily intra, intravenous therapies. Um, with antibiotics, a cocktail of antibiotics to fight the Lyme disease. And Lyme disease is known as a great mimicker. It could mimic up to 200 other uh, diseases. And I had several other co-infections. So as I changed my lifestyle, because I was going through the daily intravenous therapies, well, my doctor also wanted me to lose weight, but never told me how. Yeah. But when I was going... Bob, yeah, eat less, move, move more, more. Eat more, eat more, yeah, eat less, move more. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I noticed that when I was getting these IV therapies, the medication was mixed with dextrose. And I was essentially 20, 25 minutes later after the finish of the of the therapy, I was going through almost like a, a diabetic crash. Mm-hmm. I I knew something had to change. Something was metabolically wrong. And I would mention it to the nursing staff. They said, no, no, there's not that much sugar in there. So so subsequently, all these years later, after adopting this lifestyle, I was able to stop the Lyme disease treatment uh, because I was going through, I was having headaches. I would go have brain fog, um, you know, any number of things, hand tremors. So- as I changed my my diet, incorporated exercise, I was able to stop the Lyme disease treatment, come off my blood pressure medication, and stop my uh my GERD and uh, reflux and stop that medication as well. And my my blood work has returned to quote unquote normal with, you know, low triglycerides, high HDL and kind of like the, the numbers that everybody wants to see.
0: Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lyme disease is a tick-borne disease, isn't it? Yes. And how does that manifest? Because sometimes I think it's quite hard to diagnose. Did you have trouble getting it diagnosed?
2: It is. So you can go to various different uh, clinicians, and they'll give you uh, if you said you you know they look at at blood markers and um, and different bands on blood work. And they said, you know, here, take take two weeks worth of um, antibiotics, and you'll be fine. However, this particular doctor I was seeing, who's also my GP, um, is kind of a was kind of a Lyme disease specialist. And in addition to um, in addition to the blood work, uh, special blood work, um, there was a series of questionnaires to go through, and be able to really get the differential diagnosis to kind of drill down uh, what what was uh what i was going through and what medications you know the symptoms and really change that uh, the medications that go through a different cocktail of medications of treatment whether it be oral medication antibiotics and or the iv treatment yeah yeah so it's uh it's uh it's very uh very disabling disease so to
0: speak yeah
2: and uh I know people are still there at the doctor's office still going through treatment who were there when I was there.
0: Yeah, it's hard yeah. to get rid of. I've heard that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, very difficult. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I think it's um very prominent in the northeast of America, isn't it? Connecticut and probably near to where you are as well.
2: Yeah, so can I, and and interestingly enough, I it um uh, so uh, we haven't talked about this yet, but I'm a retired police officer and i actually contracted it while i was working doing a, searching the woods for a uh, missing child so i discovered a tick on me and uh, that was that was all that was um, necessary for me to get infected
0: wow yeah um, yeah and one of the things you mentioned is being a cancer survivor had you already been through that and come out the other side um by the time you started low carb
2: no. so actually before i started low carb uh i was diagnosed with cancer several years before and what um it turned out to be so as i mentioned i'm a uh retired police officer so i did respond down to the world trade center ground zero
0: mm-hmm.
2: and was subject to all the the toxins in the air
0: yeah
2: and it wasn't until uh several years later in 2008 where my cancer was discovered by my doctor and um you know and then i went through i didn't go through radiation or any of that i i was fortunate enough i, I guess if i could say that that i just opted for surgery so i had prostate cancer and again i'm a researcher and wanted to go i want to get my best uh best uh, chances for me as because i was diagnosed at an early age you know, I'm 61 now at the time I was in my late forties and that's pretty young for a, um, for prostate cancer. Mm. So yeah, so I opted for surgery and luckily, uh, I was able to come through that without, uh, any other issues in terms of radiation treatment or anything like that. But I still see, uh, uh I'm still enrolled in the the medical program where I see those folks, uh, yearly from, um, uh, the uh, World Trade Center, medical, and um, so so far so good.
0: Good, yeah.
2: yeah. But you know, I'm... and then and then low carb. You think about, you know, all the, you know, all the what they call complementary therapies now. They're talking keto, low carb, in addition to um, being going people going through cancer treatments. It's just a, a win win. But again, didn't know it at the time.
0: No, I was going to say, it, I'm sure that your diet now is going to help keep you healthier and avoid a relapse not yeah. not to say that it will definitely but i'm sure doing what you're doing will be much better for you
2: right i want to give myself as many chances as possible to stick around as long as possible and to bother as many people as i can till i'm <laughs> old older
0: <laughs> yeah me too me too yeah, yeah. um so, what about Sylvia? What did she did she notice any differences when she joined you with the changing way of eating?
2: Yeah, she did. She uh, she again lost some weight, and f- for some women, it can be a little more challenging, you know, uh, to lose more weight. But she's on and off it now. But uh, initially, she lost a ton of weight. Again, you know, we were both we both went through. You know, we've been together and married for over thirty five years now and we knew each other when you know we were teenagers and uh we've gone through this journey together and so we've seen the changes in each other and sh- she's gone through a lot of positive changes and she goes on and off keto or low carb whenever she just uh, uh is not feeling well but she sticks to my pretty much uh low carb
0: mm, excellent yeah yeah so now you're doing work helping other people change their life. Tell us about tell us about that.
2: Yeah, so I've been involved with um, Lions Club uh, International for over twenty years, and um, president of our local chapter. Lions Club International is a worldwide service organization made of of all volunteers, with about one point four million members, and uh, there's forty eight thousand clubs around the world. And we're a service organization, all volunteer. And like I said, I've been president. I've been a member for 20, 20 years in our local club and um, and president for about 10. And we have several different global causes. Uh, we have vision, hunger, environment, childhood cancer, and youth. And the, the final one is diabetes. And going through my, my journey, um, when I started my journey, I was, you know, for all things considered, I was considered either diabetic or pre-diabetic, mm-hmm. and um, so went through my journey of about a year. I went from two hundred and forty pounds to about one hundred and seventy-two pounds in that year, and with incorporating my my lifestyle changes and exercise. But that we have leadership in our region, and uh, we have a district governor, and the district governor in our region uh, knew my journey and uh, approached myself and uh, another fellow from a, a different lines club, John, um, we didn't know each other to ask us to head up our diabetes action and awareness committee locally in our region. Yeah. And uh, so he and I collaborated, talked about it and agreed that we would do it, but only if we could do it our way. Because John had also adopted a low carb keto lifestyle for different reasons, (laughs) so uh, we went back to our district governor and uh, said, "We'll do it," and uh, but these are the conditions, and uh, the district governor agreed. And I've been part of this committee for past since then, you know, twenty eighteen or so. Excellent. And so so we we came up with the name uh, Lions Fit for Life you know, yeah. just encompass uh, a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So how are you helping people in the community?
2: So, yeah, I've done, and John and I, John is, uh, travels the East coast. So I haven't seen him in a while, but uh what we've done and what I continue to do is I speak at, uh, either our local Lions clubs, organizations, requests, uh, or at I've spoken at conventions, our, our Lions Club conventions locally. And, uh, and uh, if you hear, hear a dog, I pardon me, that's my grand puppy barking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so at the request of any organization, you know, I'll go speak or, um, or try to do uh, collaborate online in person or wherever. And so I tried to Ah, uh, keep active with the diabetes awareness that way, either socially, online, and/or in person. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, do you run courses as well, or how are you not, helping individuals change?
2: Yeah. So, not courses per se. Uh, although you know, I'm not certified in anything other than being a, a nutrition network advisor, and um, but we just bring about awareness about this lifestyle and diabetes in that lifestyle this lifestyle can put that type 2 diabetes into remission mm-hmm. uh, and it's not a chronic progressive condition that's what that was our biggest challenge in fighting that and uh, challenging that mantra that it was a chronic lifelong condition and we put uh, we tried to put a uh, an end to that myth so to speak yeah. Yeah. You know
0: just getting the knowledge out there and the awareness
2: right exactly yeah so yeah that's what uh that's what we try to do and um we, we actually have an upcoming convention uh convention uh this weekend as we record um although i'm not presenting but uh I'll, I'll be talking to folks
0: excellent fabulous yeah bob being a police officer you must have been needed to be quite fit so if you were carrying extra weight, how fit did you feel? Yes, yeah, so
2: it's funny you're, you're broaching that subject because I actually have an interesting perspective on that. Um, yeah, so in the beginning, I've gone, you know, as a young young officer, you go through the police academies and, you know, you need to be a physical standard and so forth and uh, try to be in the tip-top shape. But as the years go through, you know, because of the shift work, uh, shift work, um, you know, th- three different shifts, you know, work during the day, work in the evening, work overnight. Um, nutrition can become challenging. Mm. And I can't say that it wasn't for me. I mean, I, I went up in my weight and went down in my weight, again, trying to remain as fit as possible. But, you know, carrying that extra weight, not only are the physically carrying my own extra body weight, um, remember, so I'm carrying ex- extra equipment as well. So whether that be equipment on a, a utility belt, a bullet resistant vest, so that can add another 25, 30, 35 pounds to what you're carrying. I remember one incident where I was pretty heavy, you know, I was probably at one of my heaviest times and uh, was dealing with uh, uh, a person for something with s- several other officers. And this person, civilian, who we were dealing with, wasn't very nice person. And as a police officer, you're supposed to be able to take whatever they dish out in terms of verbal banter back and forth. And I can no worries. But this, this person said to me, what are you going to do? You're just a quote, unquote, fat cop. Mm. So that stuck with me, that that really stuck with me. And um, that I never lost, obviously, it still stuck with me to this day all these years later, being retired from, I retired from law law enforcement in uh, 2007, and this happened in, you know, the early 2000s or late 1990s, so, yeah, that can be hard, so, again, it goes to, I I needed to do something about this, and this goes to, um, you know, trying to go on a diet kick and eating eating rice cakes or eating uh trying different uh different uh freezer section of diet uh frozen diet food and things like that and maybe i will lose the weight but it won't stay off so it was very challenging to get through work and trying to keep my breath for for sure and so i I decided i had enough of that and that's what um, that that became a challenge and by that time i had three children. And I wanted to, I knew I had to be a good father and stick around for them and be around as long as possible. So I needed a a change.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, So were you exercising before you lost the weight? Were you doing exercise to try and keep fit?
2: Through the years on and off, but what changed with, with this was that, you know, reading again, reading like Finney and book, about low carb and fitness and things like that. So I always knew, I always kind of like exercise throughout the years. I played ice hockey uh, throughout my high school uh, my high school years uh, on the team and, you know, tried to do stuff, but that went by the wayside. But I knew when I started my journey, exercise was going to be a, a big component of it. So I started my exercise routine in the basement of my home. I was so embarrassed. You know, you're you're, I'm a big, big guy. And, you know, I I didn't want to go to a gym. You know, there's that there's that social stigma, so to speak. So I started on uh, a treadmill in my basement and uh, uh, what we call a rebounder, a a mini trampoline.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, so, now I've got one sitting over there in the corner of my okay. office, but it
2: never gets used. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these these things become hangers at some point to put our clothes <laughs> on, right?
0: Exactly. My Actually, my I, I do cold water swimming and I have a great big coat and that sort of draped <laughs> over the top along with my hat. Okay. So it definitely is used as a coat. As okay. <laughs> All right. Um,
2: yeah, so that's how I, I started in the basement of my home. And I did that. I said, I started this journey altogether in March of 2017, but it was three or four months after that. I had started, I was losing on average about nine pounds a month with uh diet huh. and exercise. So by that time I was seeing the the weight come off. I was feeling a little bit better about myself. And actually my wife, Sylvia said, look, why don't you try gym? You know, I'll go to the gym with you. And uh, so we did. And I would go to the gym. A matter of fact, I was still undergoing my Lyme disease treatments. So whether I was working, I was working during the day, going through my Lyme disease treatments every day, but finishing that and then going to the gym. So there were times I wouldn't get home from the gym until uh, about 10 o'clock at night. And, but I was that committed. I wanted to remain committed because I knew that exercise would be, you know, exercise was not going to be a weight loss tool. It was going to be a, a training, a fitness tool to hopefully carry through for the rest of my life. Mm. So that's how I started doing my routine uh, at the gym. And, you know, again, that was six and a half years ago. And um, I'm still going strong at the gym and trying to do my thing. And And uh, I've got two two uh, twin grandsons now who are 11 months old, and I I need to stick around for them. Absolutely.
0: Oh, I'm very envious. I've got twin boys. Oh, really? But they're 20, they're going to be 21 soon. Okay. um, So I'm very envious because, yeah, great.
2: Yeah, it's great. So, yeah. So again, to the, to that point, um, the gym and fitness I knew was always going to be part of this. And, um, you know, I knew that, like I said, the exercise was a tool to remain fit. age gracefully age strong uh, and not and believe it or not for me too it's a mental health tool so i know going to the gym has uh has really helped uh reframe how i think and coming out of the gym it just it makes you those endorphins go and you make you feel better and all the good stuff that goes along with it
0: yeah so what does your exercise regime look like now some people may say this
2: is excessive, but I do every time I go to the gym, I do a full body workout. And that includes weight work, which is resistance training and uh aerobics, you know, whether that's gonna be um that's gonna be on a not a treadmill anymore. I won't run anymore because at one point I uh I tore my Achilles tendon uh running uh-huh. and I kind of have a little PTSD about running, so I'll do an elliptical. So yeah, I'll do full body weight, full body training, and that incorporates um, that incorporates body weight training, that incorporates um, regular resistance weight training, and anaerobic training. And you know, I'm in a gym pretty early now. I, I'm at the gym about five o'clock in the morning because it fits my schedule. Yeah, it fits my schedule, and I'm there till about I don't know seven seven thirty, eight o'clock. So I go slow, but I still do my stuff, and so that was part of it. And so much so that, you know, that I'm very humbled, very humbled, you know, in going through this journey and posting any exercise things that I'm doing where I, I do not know if you, you, know, uh, Chris Cornell, biggest comeback. Yeah. Uh, know him. Chris lives probably an hour from me. And, uh, obviously we're, we're about the same age and he's a cancer thriver now. And, um, Vic Bosmajian, you know Bob uh, beast. yes, and uh, so the, those two folks, you know, they they tell me I inspire them, and it's also vice versa. Yeah, you know, you know so it works both ways. So, and it's accountability for me too, <laughs> you know. I've, so it's it's fun, I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And
0: so, and what, so, how many days a week do you, do you do that? Every day, or
2: no? So I do it three days a week. Uh, what I've ch- done is changed my routine too. So Mondays and Fridays are the that full, full re- routine. Wednesdays, I kind of, uh, abbreviate a little bit. What I do is I incorporate a bit of, um, Dr. Ben Bocchicchio's workout. Yep. So Dr. Ben, um, I still do my full body stuff on Wednesdays. Uh, but then I also incorporate Dr. Ben's, um, workout routine to, to give myself a little break and just a little bit of aerobics. And you know, I was very happy to meet Dr. Ben down at the uh, low carb boca this past year. So uh, we chatted a bit. He's a great, great person. Great person to learn from. And he's got a lot of jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what my my routine looks like now. And there might be days, you know, that that's my, there might be days where either I'm vacationing or just because it's something happening evening before, I won't go out. I can't go to the gym in the morning. So I'm at that point where I know if I miss a day, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because you've been doing it regularly for such a long time. And what does your food look like? So in terms of how often do you eat and what do you eat?
2: Okay. Yeah. So I work out fasted. So, uh, and my, my time restriction or my eating window, so to speak, is 10 a.m. to about 2 p.m so what i'm eating i try to break my fast either with uh, a bone broth or some eggs or uh almost like a egg noodle egg drop soup but this morning i broke my fast with um with a uh, chicken broth and eggs in it mm. you know so from there i will move to uh a more throughout the day i'll have a uh, definitely my my protein I've, Come to know and learn that the the more protein, the better for me. Yeah, uh, and for muscle building, and really, so it's either chicken, beef, or that that type of thing. And um, uh, like I said, eggs, non some non starchy vegetables. I've really cut down on on the uh, on the vegetable portion uh, because I know how dense, uh, at least uh, meat can be, or uh, nutrient dense meat meat is, right? So, uh, and I've cut down drastically on any fruit. So any and occasionally what I'll do is uh you know just have the regular the blackberries, blueberries, strawberries that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, that's really it. And um yeah, I and I've cut down a little bit on my dairy intake. I used to uh, have a lot of um uh non-fat yogurt and I just decided to to experiment with um some uh, just eliminating that for a little while or just having uh, occasionally some of the yogurt and
0: um did you notice any difference
2: a little bit yes yeah i've noticed less bloating for me for some reason yeah yeah and then uh the nuts so you know i've cut down i used to have uh, walnuts or mix of macadamia nuts or pecans uh every other day and again i i was on vacation in september away and um I didn't have access to my regular walnuts and so to speak. And I did fine without it. You know, I, the nuts can be very challenging, you know, very addicting.
0: Yeah. You know. I, I find them very addictive.
2: Yeah. So as a result of that vacation, it carried through coming back from vacation in September of not having any nuts uh, during the week and having a small amount on the weekends. Yeah. You know, that's really it. So. I'm more like you said. Uh, lots of protein, a little bit of veggie veggies, uh, and some of the other stuff I mentioned. More uh, omnivore type uh, type food.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, did you went to Boca Raton? Yes. Symposium of metabolic health. How how was that?
2: Oh my gosh, so fantastic! That was that was my first time in in Boca um, for that for low carb Boca, but. There was another event that um, Keto Symposium in September of 2022 put on in New York City by Christina Hess. Uh, she's a nutritionist here uh, nearby in Connecticut. And um, that was the first time going to one of those events and um, meeting, you know, kind of like your heroes, so to speak, or in real life. Right. Um, it was Maria Emmerich uh a, a bunch of folks uh Keto, Rob uh, Keto Savage yeah you know and uh was Dr Tro
0: there I think was he there
2: yes he was he was there now Tro and I had met you know several times before that because he's so close to me um but there was a number of folks and Ben Azadi was there and uh C- Cynthia Thurlow and these are all the folks that you know I've read and looked up and like now they're here in, in real life, and. It was such a, it's a, it was a nice event in that it wasn't so big to be able to spend a lot of quality time with these folks. And then fast forward to going to low-carb Boca in January. And, you know, then it's, it's a plethora of these folks and your head's almost like on a swivel, like, who's that? How'd you go over here? It was fantastic. What, what a great learning opportunity, not only learning. Uh, but also networking, Yeah, you know, you, and when you, when you meet people like Dr. Rob Sivas or Ben Bickman, you tell them, you know, what an inspiration they were to you and you tell them a little bit about your story. If they don't know you in person yet, you know, they just may know you through the online interaction. And when those folks offer to help you and help your cause in any way possible, that is really heartwarming and gives you a a real feeling of what this community is about, you know, and to help each other and support each other and also learn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's
2: fantastic.
0: Ben, Ben Bickman's lovely. I met him in May and um, Sean Baker as well. So
2: Sean's got to be a giant.
0: Yeah. He (laughs) is massive. So I was standing on a step next to him i've got a photo of me and him and i was standing on a step and he still towers above me
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness yeah so it's that type of you know going to these events and i'm going to uh low carb boca again uh this coming january
0: and i was i was going to say we could give it a plug for doug and pam and say um the symposium of metabolic health in boca but also if people put in the code fabulously keto and you can, uh, you can watch it live stream, then you'll get a discount as well. So That's
2: fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Highly recommend if you could go, if you, anybody, any of your listeners have an opportunity to ever attend one of these, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I need to go in person one, one year.
2: You know, it's, it's just so funny. You know, the first day we had, I had gotten here uh, the day before everything and just, getting our, our learning our ways around. And uh, I look over and I said, I said out loud, I was walking with my wife and I said out loud, loud enough for this couple to hear, I said, is, are those the Unwin's over there? <laughs> and they turned, they turned around and said, yes. And, you know, <laughs> and, and we got to chatting and, and Dr. Unwin, he he's funny. He said to me, you appear to be uh, one a low card person. I go, yes, <laughs> Doc, I am. So we just hit it off. It's wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. yeah, they're
0: lovely too, and I've I have spent some time with David and Jen. So
2: yeah, they're nice. I what they do for this community and putting these events on, um, no hold of bar. This is it's uh, it's really a service they do to everybody in the community and creating that opportunity to learn and collaborate
0: yeah 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 fabulous sure bob is there anything else you wanted to mention today
2: i just i'm I'm very humbled that uh people reach out to me like yourself and uh this whole community to to learn about me and my story and what we're doing with lions fit for life Um, i never thought um getting into this journey six and a half years ago that um, all these years later, that it would turn into something like this, and talking and being part of this this wonderful thing, and you know, I just try to be as humble as helping helpful as possible, um, knowing that you know I started my journey at very unhealthy weight at two hundred forty pounds and having all those other things going on, and now it's sustaining one hundred seventy pounds or thereabouts, and. And being trying to be as fit as possible, this is just uh it's been an incredible experience and hopefully to you know continue it uh the rest uh the rest of our days and and just be part of this community
0: yeah and yeah. and I don't know about you, but we're a similar age as well, lots of things in common um okay. I think if I hadn't have changed what I was doing at that point my lifespan and quality of life would have deteriorated quite quickly. You know, as you hit 60, you're going to, it's going to go quite quickly.
2: Oh my gosh. Uh, You know, Jackie, you mentioned that my, uh, so my, I'm an only child, so I have no brothers and sisters, but uh, my dad, uh, my dad passed at 71 and he had a history of um, uh, heart disease had quadruple bypass, Um, his two brothers were also of, um, very big, large fellows. And I think I was destined, you know, so to speak to go that way. That was a path I was looking at. Mm. So to your point, we needed to change something, you know, and I want my mom passed at 71 from cancer. So my goal, again, as I said, you know, we were on that, that trajectory, so to speak, and it needed an intervention. And this turned out to be the correct intervention, for, I think, for us and for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't know at what point I'm going to check out. It definitely won't be voluntary at the moment. Um, <laughs> but who knows what's going to happen. But I definitely feel like now I can go out fighting and living and living to the full. And you say fit for life, your lions fit for life. And I say fit for life and fit for living, because it's one thing to be alive. And the other thing is to live. And I think we're at the point now where we can live a full life.
2: Exactly. Right. Put so well. Yeah. It's one thing to be alive, but you're not living, you know, you know, there's another saying that, you know, we only live once. And I, I kind of countered that by saying, no, we live every day. We die once, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, we, every day we seize the moment and try to take the best and most advantage of every day.
0: Yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. So, Bob, how can people follow you, um, contact you, anything like that?
2: Sure. So, we have uh, our lines fit for life. Um, on various social media platforms and a, web, a website. So it's lions, uh, fit, the number four, life.org. That's our website. And we're under the same, uh, the same social media platform, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I do have, a you know, a, a, a public Facebook page, but we also have, uh, a, a private Facebook group where I put content and that we put content on there. Uh, for our our local group uh ahead of before anything that's released uh on our regular social media platforms just to give our our folks who are following us, us a little heads up and say, hey hey this is the latest research or whatever's coming out but all the social media platforms instagram twitter facebook uh all there
0: excellent yeah so before yeah. we finish today would you share your three top tips sure Ooh. You might have more. I don't know, but go for three.
2: <laughs> okay, all right. Um, one of the things that we always talk about is don't ever not believe in yourself. You know, be an advocate for yourself. No matter what's going on around you, be be your, the best advocate um, for the for your uh, for your journey. Um, surround yourself with a supportive community. Uh, I didn't. Right. So in the beginning, my community was online. And now that lines fit for life in this group is my community. In addition to whatever help that, you know, I'm in uh, with Dr. Tro's app and that's a a very good community um, that we support each other. And one of the other things is find your purpose, find your meaning, um, that that purpose that meaning is going to propel you forward and embrace the process to build from the ground up and you know watch your strength grow from that so Mm -hmm. that's what i would say purpose and meaning that yeah and and just learn absorb everything you can be like a sponge yeah and -hmm. i
0: think purpose and meaning if you've got something that you're focusing on that gives you inspiration and it doesn't have to be around diet but you've got something that gives you a purpose in life you're more likely to stick to the way we're beating than if you don't have a purpose that you're trying to attain or reach for or fulfill
2: yeah for sure that's so true yeah yeah so that's some of the top tips i've learned over a few years
0: excellent thank you for sharing them
2: you're welcome you're welcome
0: and thank you for being with me today
2: oh my pleasure and thank you for putting up with me
0: (laughs) (laughs) it would be great if you could support us through patreon go to patreon.com forward slash fabulously keto and you can choose the monthly amount you wish
1: Can you recommend a guest we can interview? If you can, click on the link in the show notes to send us your recommendation. Would you like to join our
0: Facebook group? Search for Fabulously Keto on Facebook. Our Facebook page is called Fabulously Keto and you can follow us there. Or you can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is Fabulously Keto. Or follow us on Instagram, Fabulously Keto 1. Did you enjoy the show? Let us know you listened by tagging us in your Insta story or Instagram post using the handle Fabulously Keto One and the hashtag TFKP. All the links are on the website and in the show notes.
1: If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, click the subscribe button. Reviews help us to be found and reach new listeners.